Great Scott! The Great Scott Show. And as they head into the final furlong, all of the other radio stations and radio hosts are left in the wake of a keen turn of speed by the Great Scott Show, the champion! With Scott Prather. Steal the show. On ESPN 1420 and ESPN1420.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome into the Great Scott Show, the Great Sports Callers Open Think Tank. Happy to be with you guys on a Thursday morning. That means lock it in because Norman Locke is in studio with me this morning. Feeling good, feeling good, having a great day. My my little Wayne Funko Pop came in yesterday. <laughs> I saw that. You ordered that one online? <laughs> yeah, I, you had to pre-order that one. It was a exclusive. I had to get that. But that's from like it was from the Carter Three album. That's like yeah, what yeah, 10 12, years, 13 yeah, years old. Yeah. Well, I wasn't 12, 13 years old. No, no, I'm saying that was 12 or 13 oh, years yes, ago. Correct. Right? That was uh, 2009. Out. Yeah. So now. Well, he's out of all the legal troubles with the record label and all that. So, so they'll just they're... release a Funko Pop of something that's just old out of nowhere. Is there well, an Elvis Presley Funko Pop? Yeah, there are many. There's many. I just got my, my grandma a James Brown and a Sophia from Golden Girls. And she's in, she loves nasty, it. Nasty, nasty. Yeah. <laughs> I don't own any Funko Pops. but I, I don't own that many. It's just some that, uh you know, they got to kind of pull on my heart like the, the Bobby Boucher. Now, is there, I, I remember when bobbleheads were a big thing, especially like for like sports people. Like they'd, they'd release bobbleheads and sports people were like, I got to have it. Even, and then you started seeing it like some girl in college had like Britney Spears bobblehead and Justin Timberlake like in sync. And then she, just I was like, oh, so now they got like celebrities doing it. But like bobbleheads, 90s, 2000s. You could create your own bobblehead, and then mm-hmm. people started doing that as, like, gifts. Like, oh, I made a bobblehead, and it's you. Oh, cool. Do they do that with Funko Pops? Not just yet, but I feel like it's getting there. Um, Funko Pops, see, bobblehead, you have to have the likeness really good. Yeah, it, oh, you're going to look it's scary. Just, you just, it looks, it's, the, it's the shape of, like, a siren. <laughs> yeah, it's just, that's all it is. It's a big let's square just, head. Let's just, let's just paint some stuff on. Oh, it's Drew Brees. Let's just put a little, little birthmark oh. there. A little got know, the Drew Brees coming there. in tomorrow. The oh, Drew Brees not one that already exists. Yeah, it does. Okay. It's a it's a commemorative um, Super Bowl one. He has a he has a cap on that has Super Bowl champion on it. What so a, my grandma is not for me. What <laughs> a uh, what a what a great. What a successful concept! Now they must have to pay a lot of rights, though. To have oh, for license, yeah, because they licensed with pretty much Every, everybody. Yeah, everyone they, on. Earth. They probably taking <laughs> one cent for every ninety nine. Because <laughs> they, it's a whole lot of Funko Pops. Those things are everywhere. Yeah, every, then, I'll see them in a store. I'm like, oh, that's the stuff Norman collects. Yes, that's me. I, again, <laughs> like I said, it's it's ones that that pull on my heart. I got like I said, Bobby Boucher. Uh, I just saw that they had they had, there's a Rudy one. Uh, I wouldn't buy that one, but never even, you've never even seen it. No, I, I haven't. That's why I wouldn't buy it. There, there's a Zion one though. It's coming in the mail. The only three that I have that's coming in the mail. I'm waiting on is Allen Iverson with the earrings, Zion Williamson, and then uh, both the guys from White Men Can Jump. They they released this year. Nice. Yes. Yeah, so well, any golfers on there? Yeah, they do. They got. Um, What's the guy on the on the drink? The, Anna Palmer. 
Okay, so they got some old ones. Yeah, they got some old ones. They got all the OGs. Yeah, a lot, lot of old ones are excited right now because the Masters starts. Yeah, I I like watching the Masters to see the excitement of the crowd because they all quiet and then it goes to like insane. That's, that's, so, so you so, like that's that's my point. Like I'm not I'm not I don't watch golf all the time. I try to watch the majors. Uh, certainly the Masters. Like I'm not gonna have a bunch of time to watch it today. Yeah. But you know, come Sunday, yeah, when they're when they're final stretch, it's like. There's something it's the I feel like it's the perfect come down from the tournament because the NCAA tournament is just it's madness. It's madness. Like, yeah, it's just constant buzzer beaters and drama and like stress if you have any like anything on the line. And it's one thing after another. And the Masters hits and it's just like, man, I'm going to get on the couch. Just look at this pretty green on this TV. Listen to Jim Nance call a sport that he. Sounds like he's calling golf in every sport, but it's like so. That, so it's perfect for him because he can just quietly talk. I forget and, the analyst. Uh, he, he used to be a comedian, if I'm not mistaken. That he covers golf. There's a, there's a there's a lot that cover it. Um, but he, but do they have a lot that used to be a comedian? I mean, you, I can't you, think you, of you his name. Norm Macdonald. Or you mean there's a guy that's an actual color analyst? No, no, he's he. Uh, I wouldn't say he's a color analyst, but he's on ESPN. Covers golf majority of the year, and he the reason why I can even sit through a, a Sports Center special with golf is because he's on it. He's cracking jokes. And Connor Moore is his name, maybe the guy that does like imitations. And yes. Stuff. Okay. Well, I uh, I like the Masters because it it like when it when the one last year it happened in November, and like you got NFL games happening on Sunday, just. Too much college football was in the thick of it. It was like, oh, and there's the Masters this weekend. It was just overload, or it was too much. Well, right now, this is the like it, in its normal time slot. It really is just like the perfect, the perfect year. Michael Collins is his name. Michael Collins. Okay. Yes, you know who that is. Uh, he has like the big beard. I guess so. Oh, that big dude. Yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> he All gets right. on there and he's like, he's really, really funny. And he makes golf really relatable and, you know, makes me feel like I know something of the game, even though I'm not sure. What's, what's your handicap? Oh, <laughs> terrible. <laughs> terrible. If Tiger Woods was playing, would you watch more? Or would it really, would it, honestly, would it make any difference of how much you would watch this week? No. It wouldn't. Not 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 to me. I mean, I, I love Tiger. I'm a Tiger fan, but it's like it's not like it's I It's mean, the Masters, you're gonna watch the same amount every year. Correct. Regardless. Yeah, correct, you know? correct. Uh if he's there, like it's he's there were a lot of people coming up that they they saw golf because of Tiger Woods, not they saw Tiger Woods because of golf. Like he was like the only reason they kind of started to watch and they liked the idea of him being there interacting even if he's not like competing. But um, I don't know, man. I'm I'm expecting. I know that there is undoubtedly a Tiger impact when he's not playing in a major. We've seen the TV ratings over the years. We've seen it. I mean, folks can get mad about it. I mean, it's it's a fact. Are we going to see a big dip again this year, or are the Masters about to have like monster TV ratings? I think it's it's going to be well. Well, what else is going on tomorrow today? Again, let me see. There's no yeah, March Madness is done. You got some NBA games and that in baseball. No big time games. They, you know, you yeah. got you got baseball and basketball happening, but again, it's 
it's, it's that time itself. slot. It's, yeah, the, it's, the, it's the right time slot. Yeah, nah, I'm with you. You you, you don't have any like major drama filled sports events happening this weekend. You don't have any like Lakers Nets rematch. Everybody's healthy. You don't you don't have any storylines taken away from the Masters. It's it's got center stage. So we're gonna see um, what kind of impact Tiger's absence will or won't have came out yesterday that his crash was due to excessive speed. Um, when I saw that, I was like, I mean, duh. Like, yeah, Do they put accident, every person that has an accident due to excessive speed well, would, look, on SportsCenter? I'm not going to lie. It was, it was a lot. Like he was going like, yeah, like it was a lot. But also when it wasn't anything that like had to do with Alcohol or drugs. Yeah. The, it was just like you knew. If someone had told you, well, there was, I can tell you with 100% certainty, none of that is involved. I think anyone could say, oh, well, then based on the data of that turn on that part of, you know, the the interstate in L.A., clearly he was speeding. And then you see the report and it's like, yeah, he was speeding. Now, fortunately, you know, he didn't die. Unfortunately, no one else was in the crash. But I'm not, I'm not trying to excuse it. All right, I if I if I drive home today and I go over thirty in in a but like there were some folks treating this thing like it was like oh I knew it like yeah, yeah that's why I'm sitting there like, like you, you thought you thought he was like ODing on like painkillers again that's not what happened at all no once uh, they he, said he, he, he drew he drove way too fast not excusing it but I'm also not going to treat it like he was driving under the influence of alcohol correct like like you said once they ruled out any alcohol or any substances it's it's a regular car accident. I'm, I'm sorry to happen to Tiger Woods. I'm glad he's safe, but it's just a regular accident. It's, it's well, like you say, with the Masters having prime time, slow slide, it's starting to sl- news is starting to slow down. People need some clickbait. They need they need to get it get people riled up, and they got to use Tiger Woods speeding in order to get their rocks off. Yeah, it's not good enough. ESPN fourteen twenty one one listener suggests he was trying to um, take his own life, but that's not going to be reported. Uh, why would uh, no? Nah, I I can't put too much into that one because uh, he only got a broke leg. I mean, yeah, no. ESPN fourteen twenty and dot com, the Masters. So I'll watch some of it. Norm's gonna watch some of it. We'll see who gets the green jacket. It's one of those things like it's a nice I, jacket. I um. You know what? You know what's happening this weekend. You just said what's happening. You know what is happening this weekend? WrestleMania. Mm. Now that's at night. That's at night. But see, I just said that. Norm's over there now you salivating yeah, like you. he's like he's. How much wrestling do you watch? We had a discussion about. It's only it's only ago. the big the big matches like you say WrestleMania. So, like, so this is like the Masters of Wrestling. Out for <laughs> me, Raw Rumble is the Masters of Wrestling. Yeah, that's more like the PJ Championship. Okay, okay, I'll take that. That. Or, or that's more like money in the bank, man. That's what it is. That's more like money in the bank. The role, you know, because that one, I, I see WrestleMania. I might tune in for yeah. a, a match or two, not the entire thing. This thing is two nights, Norm. Like that's I, who has enough. I'm not that's what I'm saying. I, I, I can't. I can't. There's only two. But see, two Royal Rumble. I'm watching the entire match from the first person to the last person. I'm watching the whole thing. But that's not like the whole event. That's just like no. That's yeah. You're like, I got an hour here. It's one thing to say, I got an hour. It's another thing to say, oh, yeah, I got six. No, no. Do you have the lineup? Do you have any classic uh, wrestlers? I'll be honest. I I have not been 
I've they, not been watching. See, that's how they get you. They get you when they when they be like, oh, uh, uh, Triple well, they, they H is coming back. Right. Well, uh, they, yeah. they try to bring back fans that used to watch, get them to watch once, and then they see the spectacle and they try to Keep reel them. them back. Yeah, that's why they have celebrities in the big events too, you know. If it ain't Shaq smacking somebody across the chest... Or kicking somebody, <laughs> they can keep all the other celebrities. Shaq got thrown through a table. A few he weeks did. Ago. He did. Those are the ones where I'm like, all right, you get it. <laughs> you get it. <laughs> you went in there and you took a bump. I like it. I like it. WrestleMania, I love it. I, I just, I don't know. It hasn't have a. a speaking of that, I, how do you feel about Kurt Angle? Kurt Angle, he's. Mm-hmm. I mean, the guy was an Olympic gold medalist that won a gold medal with a broken neck and was you know at the top of the sports entertainment industry as we call professional wrestling as we refer to it he was one of the best to ever do it so boo it's great no he wasn't why you hate a gold, he was an olympic great. gold medalist that- and that's what the storyline was i was arguing with my friends about it the other day i was like him and, and john cena they could wwe could have been better without him <laughs> that's, that's norm just throwing it norm's about to start yelling like brandon marshall we got we got to we got to talk about that for a moment. Oh, oh, when the Pelicans when Pelicans come up and callers, are you getting on here simping for Lonzo Ball? That's when you can see the veins come out my 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 neck. So you're suggesting that you're going to give false information when debating about Lonzo Ball? Is that what you're saying? Not wrong information, but it might come misstrued. It might, it might think it's you know what it is. It's an unofficial, like a pro day forty. It's unofficial. Y'all talking about because y'all talking about the NBA got everybody got guaranteed contracts and it's false. They I, do. Searching this, and I'm telling you, it's the they truth. Do. No, they don't. Not everybody that's on the NBA roster like who? have a guaranteed. There's two way contracts. There's, there's two way contracts. No, it's not. And then there's no, the no, top no, talking dogs. about. There's the top dog. No, it's not. There's four guys on the NBA team that got guaranteed contracts, and everybody else can be cut today and don't got nothing. And don't have land dime. Look it up. Look it up. Look it up. It's not guaranteed. It's not guaranteed. It's not guaranteed. So who has a better structure, the NBA or the NFL? Everything y'all saying is what I'm saying. It's now you finally get the Russell Wilson's. All right. Everything that y'all are saying, I'm saying. He, he, um... I've, I, I, I'll be honest. Part of me felt a little bad for him because he, <laughs> as soon as I saw that a few days ago, I was like, he's going to become a meme, like, yeah. like instantly. And he was so like the first time I saw it. This is like I've, I've, I know the NBA structure. I know the salary cap. I know luxury tax. I, I remember years ago I went and read like this thick thing online of, in the CBA just so I could get a grasp of like, okay, I used to not understand player trade, sign-in trade, why they had to do everything. So I remember just reading about like, all of it. And when he started, when I watched that, I'm like, he was so passionate, passionate and just convicted that I was like, wait a minute, am I am I wrong? Like, <laughs> I need to, I'm serious. So it was like, it was like that kind of thing where I'm like, do, look I, need it to, up. do I need to look it up again? I'm like, wait, no. When he said like the four-player thing, now Brandon Marshall does have a history of dealing with uh, mental disorders and he is – come a long way and he's medicated and he's open about it and he he donates time and money to those things so i know that immediately there were some online that are like hey you know lay off of them this and that i mean it, it, it's this isn't the, you know the brandon marshall that admittedly when he was younger needed to learn about those things and get help i mean this is him older he does a lot of media he works in the media so i mean you go off it's one thing to be wrong look 
you're in the media, you're going to be wrong. But when you're loud and wrong, that's when you come a meme. And like, part of me felt sorry for him. And then I, the, the more I thought about it, I'm like, yeah, but bro, you, you got to expect that. Like, that's, how many views on a video, this, Scott? Three point eight million. And, and, you and that's know it's why. Been copied. And that's why. And that's exactly why. Brandon Marshall let the video out, and he's okay with all the backlash because of that exact reason why, the views. Because if it's his show, he owns the entire brand, I Am Athlete. It's a it's a facility in Miami where athletes go and train. They got uh, everybody, everybody who's somebody that's a big name in sports goes train at the facility. You got Ryan Clark, who's a coach. You got uh, Hugh Jackson is over there coaching. And so he owns this big brand. And for him to be the face of the brand, sit there, be that wrong, this is pre-recorded. He knows he's wrong after sitting there and watching it and still let it come out. He's a genius. I love it. So you feel like this, do you feel like when he started yelling, he knew he was wrong? Oh, or no. do you think that afterwards he's like, just let it roll? No, afterwards, the, the post-production probably sat there and they probably all went through and was like, hey, Does he Brandon, still you know think that wrong. he might be right somehow? Oh, he, oh, I can't wait. Until he, he I, I, he's going to come on Fox this morning. He'll he's probably, probably, he'll probably no, he'll probably just laugh it off. Yeah, I mean, because, like, there's no, there is no other Scott, approach. One point eight million, three point eight million, three point eight million. That's just on the one that that went viral. I mean, there, there were other shares too. Um, in terms of that that video clip, this was what at just Ry Cole shared. Like the, his, his that that engagement, people coming watch. The podcast, people listening to the audios, people wanting to be on the show. He just had, had what was so funny is you if you're on Instagram, you can find me in the comments like you you literally had D Wade on the last episode. You could you could have called D Wade. Like that's all that's all you had to do was text D Wade like D Wade, our contracts guaranteed. But uh, hey, do what you want, Brandon Marsh is your show, bro. It's um, your show. Listener email says Dwight Howard's deal was non guaranteed. It was. There there are there are two way contracts and there are deals that are signed by players that are not guaranteed in at the uh, for a full season and if they're still on the roster at a certain point, it becomes guaranteed. It becomes guaranteed. Um, that's not uncommon. That's also uh, the minority of the contracts. Yeah. And as you heard Shannon Crowder saying two way contracts, and as you said, if you watch the whole thing before just the viral clip. Chad Johnson is saying you have two-way contracts and and a few non-guaranteed, but for the most part, it's guaranteed. It's and then that's when Marshall started just going crazy. erupted. But had he erupted and not said the only four players on a team have guaranteed, I think it could be like, all right, well, he got very passionate about you know uh, a very small fraction. Okay, so at least no. at least he would have an out. But when he yelled. Only four players. That's when it's like, okay, he's he's yeah. Because I mean, every, if I, I look around the entire league, yeah, Lou, the Lou starting Williams five players were tweeting like quote tweeting it like, sorry man. That Jared Dudley even <laughs> chimed in and gave him some smoke. And I, so, but the question I'm gonna ask you is what alluded to that conversation? Do you think the NFL is a is in a player empowerment movement? So. Brandon Marshall was arguing that, yes, they're moving towards that. No. And Chad Johnson and everyone else was like, nah, don't let these, don't get these young guys messed up. They don't have guaranteed contracts and they don't have big time contracts like the Russell Wilson, who he alluded to, who can sit there and try to play these empowerment movements. I'll say what I've said all along. I don't think player empowerment is in any of the leagues. Yeah. I think it's oh. superstar player yeah. empowerment. That's the that's the phrase that JJ Reddy learns. Yeah, I mean it's true. Like it, it, there are 
Stan Van Gundy, when he said, listen, players have a, you know are going to do what's best for them and they have every damn right to do that, said teams are going to do what's best for them and they have every damn right to do that. Teams and players both. <clears throat> Who has leverage? Superstar players have leverage in sport. Star player, above average player, average player, below average player, you know, two-way contract, NBA G League, practice squad. They don't have any leverage. No. That is the majority of these leagues. You know how many minor league – I mean, there's 50 rounds, or I guess now there's 40 What uh, rounds of MLB draft every year. 3% of guys in the minors make it to the majors. You think all – those guys are making less than minimum wage if you actually mapped out how much time they're putting into minor league baseball. They don't, they don't, they don't have any leverage. You get into the league – Yes, MLB's player union is strong. NBA's player union is strong. NFL's union is viewed as not that strong, but I don't think they have the numbers to do it. Now, they in that pod, they alluded uh, Jason Taylor. He went at Drew Brees and said that the reason why, because like you said, when it comes down to the NFL PA versus the NBA PA, you got LeBron James, Chris Paul, the biggest, you know, the biggest of the biggest stars controlling. And like you say, it's ran by superstars. He said when they had the NFL lockout, they trusted Drew Brees to go in there and negotiate. And again, this is him. This is him speaking. He negotiate uh, for the NFL. And he said all Drew Brees walked out was a, a bigger bag for himself. Superstar players came out of it better. But like every – I'll say the same thing. Drew Brees or not, that that I'll I'll always say. And we were talking. I don't. I was talking about this last week with Brad. Maybe that's what it was. Um, the setup for the NFL: more than sixty percent of the leagues on minimum salary. Yeah. If you Norman Locke are one of those players, and and yes, the new I get that the latest negotiation, the latest CBA, will improve the league minimum. Each year it will grow beginning in twenty beginning in twenty twenty two all the way through the end of the next CBA. CBA. It'll grow a little bit each year. Still less than a million dollars. Now yeah. it'll be it'll be more in in for the record, guys, league minimum is different for an undrafted rookie as opposed to a star. And you could say, Oh, well, an undrafted rookie that makes the team in two thousand, the league minimum was hundred and thirty one thousand. In twenty thirty it's gonna be just close to a million dollars. That's great growth. But guess what? That's 30 years in a league that you could say has grown leaps and bounds, particularly from a financial standpoint. So you yeah. can say, look how far we've come. And I can say, they're still not making that much. No. When it comes to the piece of the pie, the superstars are going to get the biggest piece. So if you wanted to really buckle down and fight for more money, but the only way to possibly get it is to strike and sit out an entire year. Norm, if you're one of these guys on a minimum salary contract, you're not talking about, well, I, I got Russell Wilson money, so I can I, I can afford to sit out a year. You're saying, I might not make the team the year after this. I'm trying to get three accrued seasons so that I can make some money now, but eventually when I you know reach a certain age, I can get a pension. Man, Sorry for the guys 10 years from now, but I'm not voting for that. I'm not. That, I, I, where do you want me to sign? Wait, you're telling me that you're going to give me 100000 more next year in my second year on a league minimum deal? Where do I sign? So the fact that it's the majority of the league, because you got 
and you're about to grow the rosters even more and the practice squads. You're going to have even more players that are like, sorry, but I'm not sitting out of league. And and let's say they did sit out, Norm, just to increase the cap. How much of that's going to go to those guys in the middle of the league or the bottom of the league? It's not It's not that much special. And that's why they, it got so intense because you got guys like Channing Crowder, who's not the big-name stars like a Brandon Marshall or a Chad Ochocinco. And he was saying, like, you know, during the lockout, the owners caught the players – Unprepared. They knew if they lock, if it was a lockout, they knew if they go three months without a paycheck or without getting paid, that those fringe players, those low-level players, were going to be the first ones knocking on the door. Like, where do I sign so I can get my paycheck? Because Russell Wilson could go six months without making a dollar, and he's okay. He has endorsements. He has the guaranteed money. Yeah. But like you said, undrafted free agent. I'm looking for that sixty thousand dollar check. I need it. I need it. Big time. Especially uh, if I bought that charger, bought my mama house, but you know, everybody don't spent do that. Yeah, you know, everybody goes through, you know, like, oh, I want I've always wanted this, I wanted that, I wanted this. And then that shh, Boy, a lockout come, you like, ooh. Invest your money, man. Invest your money. Mark Fields, who who played for the Saints and the Panthers and the Rams, um, had a off the field issue after his career, but he, I think he's back in school now, but even before he went back to college to get his degree, I had him on the show a little over a year ago. He owns uh, some like a financial company that basically does reverse mortgages. And, and, and he was explaining it to me. And I was like, how do you get involved in that? He's like, listen, it's like when I played, I, when I, and, and this is a guy that beat cancer and, and had a, you know, came back NFL comeback player of the year. When he played, he said he sat down with former owner of the Panthers, Jerry Richardson, who um, was the owner at the time, and he said, "What like how? What are different ways you you got your wealth? Like how did you build your your empire?" And a lot of people knew Jerry Richardson as well. He he like started Hardee's, but he did more than just that. Um, and Mark Field said, anytime he would get around an owner or somebody that had a lot of money, he would just ask them. How did you invest your money? And that's how he got into the business he did post-career. He's like, there are a lot of people that are like, invest in this and this. And I look at him, I'm like, you don't have any money? Like, no, yeah. look, I know that that guy has money or that gal. I know for a fact. Like, they they own a football team. Yeah, I'm asking them, hey, and, and it's not like he made it public. It's not like he ever went out in the world and said, hey, here's what I'm going to do or here's my wealth. And you know, as a result, he, I mean, look, and he was a pro bowler, so he made some some good money in his career, but he was never Hall of Fame caliber or in commercials or, or that kind of player. So it's not like he was making a ton. So it's like, what do you do with your money? You invest it. Who should you talk to? Talk to the people that have, not the people that opened the checks. Right? <laughs> and he said it was one of the best decisions he ever made. I'm like, I, I believe that, man. See, and that's why, I, you know, I keep telling y'all, when you put that star on your helmet, it's an investment of your life. You, you can you can you could go zero and seventeen now. Mm, but if really, you, who, with the Cowboys? No, no, anybody, anybody can go in. It's oh, seventeen okay. games now. You could go zero and seventeen, but if you put the star on your helmet and go zero and seventeen, you're gonna make so you're, more you're money. Saying, you're saying with the Cowboys, you go zero and seventeen. You gonna make more money than somebody else going zero and seventeen. Listen, man, the backup guard on the Dallas Cowboys that goes 0-17 is not getting endorsement money. 
He's he's more likely to get more endorsement money than the backup guard going 0-17 for the Lions. To say it more likely doesn't mean it's going to happen. Unofficially. Who's the backup guard for the Cowboys? I mean, you can, the way to say it is if you're, if you're a star player on the Cowboys, you're going to make more money than if you're a star player for the Texans or – you know the Broncos, who are see. A great I can't put it on star. With... I can't put it on star. I feel like I feel like everybody is a star for the Cowboys because he has. A, you know Every, what? Everybody. They have a Who's star the on guard? the helmet. Who's the backup guard? Connor Williams. Is he a star? Yes. <laughs> he probably has a Connor wrangle. Williams. Probably have like a local wrangle wranglers commercial. Probably like supporting like a, a Best Buy earplugs or something like. There, that. Look. I, you're, if you're on the Yankees, if you're on the Cowboys, you're on the Lakers. Hey, Jared gonna, Dudley's going to have a nice life you're gonna, post-retirement. Well, he's, he's been in the league forever. But you could be a guy on the Lakers for like a couple of minutes. And like Ty Lue, before he was a coach, everyone just knew him as, oh, yeah, you were on the AI, Lakers yeah. and AI walked over you, but you won rings. Yeah, He had been in Cleveland back then. Everyone was like, oh, he played? Okay, I didn't. I don't remember See, like, him. Like, look at Mario Chalmers. Nobody talks about Mario Chalmers no more. Mario Chalmers won championships, but it's the Heat. It's Miami Heat. But you see, if you like, you say if he was a Laker, like people talk about Smush Parker. Smush Parker ain't do anything, but he was a Laker. He was, that, was, that was more of just the 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 viscera of Kobe disdain. That's what that was. Thirty minutes after the hour, seven o'clock. The numbers in the NFL, they will, they will, unfortunately, they will never have guaranteed contracts. Yes, yeah, and that was the, the league. Was will, the, biggest. the league will never have guaranteed contracts. I, I won't say never because this is what I think that players, if they want to move into player empowerment, they have to take less overall money and more guaranteed money. So how we see these contracts where it be sixty million dollars guaranteed, a hundred million dollars over the base of eight years, whatever, whatever, whatever. Well, you just shut, cut all the extra, stop. You know, leave out the negotiations. Like, okay, I want. Three years, $60 million deal, full and guaranteed. I don't need the incentives. I don't need the extra. Three years, $60 million, full and guaranteed. We don't need the extra. See, I could get the four. Your 40. agent, as a guy making the minimum in the league, is going to put that to the team, and they're going to say, click. Oh, no, for, for, for a fact. But I'm just saying they're if they want to the get to. Say, There's some other guys we can call that are UDFAs that would love to have this opportunity. If they want to, it got to start with the stars. It got to start, like you said, got to start with the stars. But if they start taking, like Patrick Mahomes taking a 10-year deal that's supposed to be a half a billion, that's not, he's not going to get to the half a billion. He's going to re- restructure and re-sign after four years into the deal. And he's going to, look, you cut all that, you stop doing all that, and say, okay, I want however many years, I want this amount, fully guaranteed, cut the extra off, cut the fat off the top. ESPN 1420.com, Scott Prather, Norman Locke. But to do that, you have to like have Taking leverage and be a star. That's why I say he's going to take the stars. But, but like they're like okay, even if stars start doing that, so now the stars are getting more guaranteed. But that's still not the majority of the league. Like the whole league, I don't think will ever have guaranteed contracts. Not and, and it don't have to be a hundred percent. NBA is ninety five. I feel like if the NFL can get to sixty five, that's more. That's that's how many. That's a little more than the players in the league that are on the league minimum right now. I feel like 65 is a good number in the NFL because we're going to an 18-game schedule, two bye weeks. That roster is going to keep growing. Like, I, to get back to your point, how is stars now saying, okay, we're going to take more guaranteed, less less overall? How is that going to 
get the CBA in negotiations to get guaranteed money for everyone. Now, see, when you talk about the, the CBA, it got the, the right people got to be in the positions of power in the NFLPA. But now, it's still you, a vote, though. Like, like the players all still get a vote. Right, right. But if you – that's – so if Drew, if it's not, so let's say it's not Drew Brees. Let's say it's someone that you think, whoever it is. Let's say, let's say it's Patrick Mahomes. Okay, so if Patrick Mahomes goes to again to Norman Locke or Scott Prather, hey, I need you to to really stick with this. Eventually, you could get more guaranteed money, but you might have to. We might have to strike and sit out and this it's, whole year. It's going to take the young, the young. They're not going to do it. It's 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 going to it for it to for it to happen. It's going to take the young stars. Not the guys of the old, because we seen what their regime, we seen what the the Tom Brady's, the Aaron Rodgers, they don't, they didn't care. It was Drew Brees, and I, f- I forget who else was the the big dogs in the meeting, but they didn't care. So if you look around the league now, if it was to happen, the Patrick Mahomes's, the the Russell Wilsons, um, uh, uh, before all these the 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 stuff came out with the Sean Watson, the Deshaun Watsons, the Dak Prescotts. In the world, the the I hate to say this, but the the Josh Allen's, the the Lamar Jacksons, because they're going to be up to get their contracts next. Those type of quarterbacks who can demand the market have to come in and say, okay, for the little guys, this is how we have to roll, because that's essentially what Chris Paul, LeBron James, and guys like that did for the NBA. So if the if the top of the top, the best of the best, and that's what those players what, what are, did, on the what podcast did Paul and saying, James do for the little guy in the NBA. Well, I mean, I have to go back and read. Up. I mean, they they are they already had guaranteed deals. Like, I well, what, what was the I, lockout I about? I don't. What I was don't, the lockout in the NBA when they when uh, it's 2011? They had the NBA lockout. They wanted a bigger piece of the pie overall, and they got it. Yeah, but where did the bulk? Who got the majority of that money? No, the superstar I, I say everybody. contracts no, no, are bigger no, and bigger and no, bigger. No, you got some scrubs that all got paid. You got a bunch of scrubs that got contracts they shouldn't have got contracts yeah, because the money that's went a, up. That's that's owners giving out bad. No, contracts. no, 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 no. Like if 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 the lockout didn't happen in 2011, Stephen Adams wouldn't be worth his money. The money amount of money he got now then, because you look at it. Look what Boogie Cousins getting, got getting, offered. Getting a bigger piece of the pie is correct, but my point, Norm, is that like. The superstars got a lot out of it too. In 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 the NFL, and that's what is going to take. To- if you, if Patrick Mahomes comes to me and says, "I need you to possibly lock out and sit out," I'm gonna say, "Sorry, man, I got a family. I need to get in camp. I need to get this paycheck." With respect, I'm not voting with that. Right, like, but that's I, I just again I don't think that's the numbers. That's why I said what needs to happen in order for it to happen. Not likelihood and possibilities. That's two different things. But, but, uh, okay, so you don't think it's going to happen. I think it could happen if the leaders of the NFL take take control like the little guys. What LeBron James and all those guys did, they went go do the Drew League. They went go do other little basketball terms. They was playing flag football. They was taking the little guys, and the little guys were still active in the NBA. If the NBA, let me ask you this, if the NBA didn't have guaranteed deals all the way around Mm -hmm. and they knew we're going to have to lock out and as a result our overall value and max contracts are going to go down considerably, because now we got to guarantee it to everybody. So our max deals are going to go down. We're going to get a smaller cut. Do they do that? It's easier to be there for the little guy yes, when your I'll money say, is also going up. Again, it depends on the responsibility of the stars and how they feel towards the game and not themselves. So when you want to do something bigger than yourself, then you have to sacrifice yourself. So if the NFL... In my mind. No, it, it is. I mean, I, if you was what, to tell what did me, Paul and James sacrifice. Though is my question. 
Well, they 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 didn't have to that's because they point. had the power. That's they had my, the power. That, that's my Patrick point. Mahomes has the power. If you tell me Russell Wilson has the power, then 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 okay, now we can start talking. Now, if they say now one of the biggest things is financial literacy. That's the biggest the biggest problem they they talked about that on the pod is the financial literacy coming into the coming into the NFL. Marcus Spears, he's going on with with Ryan Clark. They have a, a YouTube uh, podcast that's coming out today, and they're going to talk about when they first got in the NFL, how they didn't understand what to do with their paychecks and no. getting paid seventeen and times the NFL in a, has in come a, a year. Long way in that though, haven't they? Correct, and but it's not. It still isn't isn't as good as it should be um, because the player retention level for the NBA versus the NFL is 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 NFL for guys who played three years in the league, your I money's know. gone. Versus, I know, but like again, it's I think Russell, some of that is non guaranteed deals and you have so much more turnover in the NFL. Like the majority of the league is in and out, right? That's why I say sixty five. You can't you, I I can't see guaranteeing camp bodies. I can't see guaranteeing Third stringers. I can't see that happening. But 65%, 50%, if you got 22 starters, if you make 50% the active is- roster for, on day one, like, so if you make the active roster when, when the initial cuts come through, your salary for that season is guaranteed. Correct. Now, the, the life of the contract is is not, but I, I at the end of the, the day, you're not going to change my mind. I don't if, think I'm going to change If I'm Norman, yours, I'm Patrick Mahomes. Out. If I'm Patrick Mahomes, I have this. Half a billion dollar deal. I then bought uh, stock into a, a NBA a MLB team, and I want to be the person who I said I am, and want to be a leader, want to change the game, wanted to big up the little guys. Then I can go in and be the head of NFLPA, and I could go in and say, okay, guys, if we are going to do this lockout, I'm gonna show you how to prepare for this. I'm going to show you how to save your money for this. I'm going to show you why we doing this. I'm going to show you. You know what? I'm going to bring you along to get these, get money with me. So in the time while we fighting for something bigger than us, it can happen. But if the guys won't come together, which I don't think has nothing to do with the players. I think it has more to do with the owners. And me, Norman speaking, I don't think the owners in the NFL ever want to give up the control. I think all NFL dealing with uh, just seeing what happened with – I'll say two instances, Kaepernick and Tom Brady. It shows me that the NFL ownership is going to completely and utterly run the league, and they're not letting anyone come in and change their tactics and how they do business. And that's just that's just in stone for me. I don't think ownership in the NFL. I don't think that. I don't think owner for a football team, Scott. I don't think there's a lot of things that the NFL I just don't think are ever change. If you have 60% of the league, it's a little higher, but I'll, I'll round down to 60. If you have 60% of the league on minimum salary deals, and that would factor into about 32 players on every active roster. Out of out of opening day, out day of, one, that would be... 53, right. So it'd be, it'd be 31.8, so we'll round up to not 32. So, times 32, 32 teams in the league, that's over 1,000 players. So now Mahomes needs to communicate and convince a thousand, more than a thousand players. Not a thousand, just majority because it's voting. So yeah, you need but, 600. but but actually you need five hundred and one. So you 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 convince all of those guys. Matter of fact, you could pull up the to, vote. The vote was pretty close to, with the last NFL. To be willing to, but my point is like they'll never. He has to convince them. They those almost, are the ones he has to convince. The, uh, uh, what, whatever they was fussing about, I don't remember the specifics, but I know that they it was. Uh, 
yin and yang for this last CBA deal that came out. And the votes were really close. And uh, they got... It was, it was the entire deal. So the vote was like 1,019 and 959. Now, that was for the entire deal. That yeah. wasn't for... My thing is, the entire deal, once it was brought to the table, didn't... You know, it was 17 games versus more money versus this. It wasn't... Like, I don't think it gets that close if it's guaranteed contracts because I don't think the owners ever bring that to the table. So forget about the last vote for a second. For it to get to the table, the owners would have to say, okay, proposal and guaranteed money is in there. I don't think the owners ever get to that point unless players say, if this isn't in this, we're not we're not going to – don't even bring it to a vote. You understand what I'm saying? So, like, the fact that it was close doesn't matter to me because it didn't involve – guaranteed contracts if the last one had involved guaranteed contracts they lost the vote and then they took it out and then they brought it back then I think that argument is valid so if Mahomes is gonna talk to and convince over a thousand players you're gonna have to possibly set a whole season out oh I think it runs through 2030 Okay. You're gonna have to sit this whole season We're gonna out. This and 2031. You're not gonna. I, I <laughs> man, look. 2031. I'm I'm pro player, so I hope I'm wrong. But I'm telling you, in my lifetime, you will never see guaranteed contracts in the NFL. Not for the not for the not the not like it is in the NFL. And, and like you said, majority, and you can't have camp bodies and stuff. I get all of that. Like you you don't camp bodies at NBA teams. We've been to Pelicans camp before. You and I both. They got guys in there you know. Man, they give jersey numbers. You're, You're not making get. the team. You're not making the team. It's Who's not going to happen. 57 right. over there? Oh, wow. Dude, this is a funny story before we take a break. So, uh, was it Gerald Green, the player? Maybe. So, Gerald Green's brother. I don't remember his name. I went, so, <laughs> I went to uh, Pelican's training camp um, – couple years ago when Alfred was there and did some stuff with him, like little Sour Patch kids, and I interviewed him, caught up with him. And it wasn't like media day. It was just a regular day in camp, but they let me go and I scheduled it or whatever. And I was like, hey, man, I'd love to talk to some other players too. You know, I'm making the trip. Oh, uh, oh yeah, yeah, we'll get, we'll get you some other players. Oh, okay. So they send someone over to me. Don't introduce them. Like nothing. And they're just like, and I had I had prepared questions for like the guys on the roster that I knew, and mm-hmm. I knew like they're not going to give me Anthony Davis, they're not going to give me Drew, right. but I had prepared some stuff in case I talked to Julius Randle or um, the cat that uh, Frank Jackson. Like I figured it would be someone more like that. This is pre Randle being an All Star, so that's what I prepared for. And they just they just send someone over. I have no idea who he is. <laughs> oh, hey Scott, yeah, we said we get you someone else, and I'm just like. Who's this guy? I don't want to be a Richard and be like, I don't know who you are. So I just started asking the most. Like when I talk to Elford, I got to ask all this in-depth stuff. With this, I'm like, so how's life? <laughs> That's it, bro. Like, uh, yeah, how do you feel like your how do you feel like your camp's going? You know, like how does it? How are you refining your game? Yeah, <laughs> uh, like how do you how do you feel like your camp's going here? How are things going? And you said your um, name was again. Uh, and no, he actually <laughs> mentioned his first name. Let me see, Gerald Green's brother. And of course, this guy, God bless, he didn't make the team. Garland Green, that was it, Garland. So Garland, I'm going on Wikipedia here. Has never been in the NBA. Won't surprise you. Currently playing overseas. And has basically played in in foreign leagues his, for the last seven years. So the Pelicans signed him. He played on their summer league team. 
in 2018, and he signed a, you know, he, he didn't make the team. But they just sent him over to me, and I had no idea who he was. So I just, you know, how do you feel like your camp's going? It's good, man. Uh, what do you think your key is to making the roster? Just be me. Just be Garland, you know. Don't try to do too much. And I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, Garland. <laughs> Garland? Dude, when I got out, like, I didn't even play the interview on the air. I was just like, <laughs> like I, I, I got back to work the next day. I'm like, no, it's good. Uh, nothing against them, but it was just like, that's – Normanized point is you go to an NBA camp, you're going to see players where it's like they know they know like they're they're not making the team. See, but the opposite when you go to the NFL camps and you talk to those guys like that, you get the greatest interviews. The fringe players, oh, on yeah. the, you get the greatest interviews, and, and and you know that they have a a better chance to to maybe make the team too. Like just because you know roster size, it's like there are going to be a couple of these guys that actually do it. See, and that's why. See, I'm glad you believe in me. Because I, I, I told him and I got 1,500 yards left in me. So I got, I got thank you. 1,500 yards of what? A Russian. I, well, well, it could be anything. But it's Russian? only 1,500 yards. It's, yeah, and it's my, that, it's my career. We got to have that race at some point. Oh, I'm do- I forgot to film my combine challenge. We got we to gotta get Lynn out there. <laughs> we got to get Jake from Hot 107.9. I say we put digital out there, get him hustling. Mark Pope. Get Mark. Hey, he's wiry. I'll get out there, too. He, I, I feel like Mark Poe probably had the best form. I don't know. For some reason, he feels... What? Have you seen him walk around the building? He, I just, he's linky. I just feel like, you know, he can get in a form. stride. I don't know. <laughs> I just feel like the, once the stride start going, get like Usain Bolt. Some of those guys are going to have to be on a curve. Like, we're going to shave five seconds off your time, no matter what. <laughs> going to just take four seconds don't off. Be, don't, don't. Unofficial. Don't doubt, unofficial, 439. Yes, don't man. doubt my, uh, my speed here. Ah. <sighs> I got Jake beating you. Didn't didn't have Garland Green. Um, Garland. Did, Green. Didn't think he was going to get mentioned on the show today. When we come back, you mentioned to Sean Watson. Is he going to play this season? Biggest championship game surprises in recent memory. I feel like we've had two in the last few months. We'll discuss that as well. I'm Scott. That's Norman. It's ESPN 1420 and .com. Why so serious? So- Into the Great Scott Show, Scott Prather, Norman Locke, coming at you on a Thursday morning. Listen to the ESPN 1420 Listen Live Player on your desktop or mobile device via our mobile app and in connect to cars and on smart speakers. Brought to you by Champagne's Market and the Oil Center. Champagne's going the extra mile. I know you've covered the Deshaun Watson uh, story quite a bit. I, I've I've steered away from it in that I didn't feel like there was much I could add to what was being reported um, covered it a little bit but I started thinking to myself the other day is he gonna play next season well from and today I'm gonna have uh, Daniel he's a sports lawyer and like you said I, I don't I don't want to miss talk or give any misinformation so every time we talk to Sean Watson 
Uh, I get Daniel to come in, and he's going to actually come in and come talk about um, the um, LSU case going on also with, with Darius Geis and uh, uh, the associate uh, athletic director. But I got some thoughts on that, too. When, 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 he's, when, when I spoke to him last, he said 99% sure that Deshaun Watson doesn't play because of if we looked at Antonio Brown's case— of sexual assault that is still open and pending. He took a year on the exemption list and then had a suspension Mm -hmm. after spending a year on the exemption list and the case is still open. So if we just go by that and what the NFL did, Deshaun Watson will not play this season. If somebody emailed me the other day, they're like, I think he'll only get suspended four games. You know, that's what happened to Ben Roethlisberger and that was all civil stuff. I was like, that, that was, was four years games. Ago. That was that was in yeah the mid two thousands, and that was one. Yeah, there are twenty two lawsuits. Official, that's just the, that came out right. And the attorney says he turned down. Now he might just be speaking out, but I don't know. But he said he turned down five more women that came forward because he didn't think they had enough. And he said, "I won't represent you." But like. If he if he pleads out and is able to settle, does he play? If he just fights it, no. Like. He hasn't said that he doesn't know who these women are. Now, he turns 26 this season. The question of whether he'll play this year and whether he'll play again, I think, are two different answers. Correct, correct. I I don't think he plays this year. I think the NFL puts him on the exempt list soon. The league says they're having an open investigation. But I, I I think he will play again. Will he play again in Houston? I doubt it. I doubt it, too. Will he play again? Probably so in a couple of years. But... So, so a lot of this norm just swirls with public perception, fair or not, you know. And that's uh, why, it, it, that's he, why I think that the exempt list is is kind of funky, uh, especially for to have somebody spend a year on it, uh, and then you punish them afterwards. Uh, I, I just don't like what, exempt list what, is weird. It, it's it's basically a loophole for the league to say, okay, you're not going to play this year. You'll still get paid, but you can't come back at us court-wise, and we just, if we're having an open investigation, we can keep you out of it. And then as more information unfolds, well, just not much came out of the, the Brown thing, so eventually... They just had to come out with it sometime. 22 of- lawsuits is, uh, it's just too many. If it was one, I'd say, he'll play next year. He'll fight it. 22, uh-uh. I don't think he's playing next year, Norm. Yeah, I, I, I doubt it. I doubt it. I highly doubt it. And, and the Texans organization, as we can see, they've signed Tyrod Taylor. They're, they're probably going to draft another guy. They, they, they've, they're, to me, they're mentally, they moved on. They moved on a while. They, they kept coming out and saying, we're not taking trade. We're not taking trade talks. We're not taking trade talks. We're not taking trade talks. In their head, they was like either maybe they knew that he wasn't going to be on the roster since. For, for as long as this has been going on or beforehand. Maybe that's why they never took trade talks because they're like, we got something else bigger brewing that we might have to deal with. Scott Bray, the Norman Locke, you mentioned LSU. I think um, Ross Dellinger of, of SI said this yesterday, and I agree with him. The net, the, There is now a second investigation that was reported two days ago into LSU following their mishandling of complaints of sexual assault and harassment. You also had the lawsuit. The second investigation by the U.S. Department of Education, that should be the most worrisome thing to LSU. And I think that if they actually 
fired individuals that were involved involved like it's not even a secret i mean no they actually got punished by the school so like the school in some ways is saying like yes we we had our own investigation in verge osbury and this i forget the woman's name that also was um you know uh, mishandled is Mm -hmm. one is a nice way of putting it i think a a lot of under the bus complaints um well, no, I'm, I'm talking about the uh, Miriam Seeger is the one who oh, okay, and Berg Osbury did not. You're talking about the woman, Sharon Lewis, I think, yes. is filing the lawsuit. So, no, I'm, I'm talking, you know, Seeger or, or Osbury is fired. I don't I don't think there's a second investigation that's opening up right now. I think that can t- – you can't have as much stuff as you had come down and, like, two people got suspended for a few months without pay and that's it. And it's two different coaching regimes. So it's it's a total bad look on LSU. I, I say LSU administration wise needs to clean house on offense because you have that going on, and then you know down in non sports that we know what goes on LSU with the Greek life and the investigations and suspensions that they've been doing the last couple of years with on campus Greek life LSU and 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 debts not being reported and LSU needs administration wise needs to clean. House and start fresh all with everything. And, and, and the AD was the current AD was not there during this stuff, so he has he can. It's it's easier to make a decision when you know you're not the one that's taking it, the bullet because you screwed up. So what are you doing, Woodward? Just well, like and I, that's why Sharon's lawsuit is. That's why today's episode is going to be crazy because because she has proof that they try to blackball her for doing the right thing. And it's like, if you, how you, you're supposed she, to do she, the right thing. To be clear, she allegedly has proof. She says allegedly, she has proof, allegedly. Right? She says that, that Verge said, you know, why didn't I get a raise? Because you, you know, you ratted me out or whatever. Like, she says these things. I don't, I don't, we don't know yet if she has proof. But it is another really, it's, it's, it's bad. And and I, again, I it's only my opinion. So I don't, I don't know this in any way to be, I can't back it up with facts. I'm of the opinion that had they fired some individuals, it might not be as hot as it currently is in the kitchen over there. <sighs> and at some point, man, if you don't, you don't reprimand people, you don't fire people, the kitchen might burn down. The like, kitchen you, you might, you might have to get a whole new restaurant. This, this LSU department right now, f- football department, basketball. You had Will Wade a couple years ago. Still got Will. You still got Will Wade. That's why I was like, they just need to clean house. LSU, you need to clean house, man. Yeah, yeah, you, you have to do it. It's a tough spot right now. ESPN 1420.com. We'll take a quick timeout. When we come back, the 8 o'clock hour of the Grace Scott Show, revisiting the magic of the Masters. Championship games that were big surprises over the last, let's say, five, six years. Saints betting odds for over-under on wins. Where does it currently stand? <laughs> I'm going to have Norm try to guess. Don't look it up. He might get it right. He might not. We will see. It's all coming your way next hour. Don't go anywhere. It's ESPN1420.com plus a little talk Rage of Cajun football.
Great Scott! The Great Scott Show. And as they head into the final furlong, all of the other radio stations and radio hosts are left in the wake of a keen turn of speed by the Great Scott Show, the champion! With Scott Prather. Steal the show. On ESPN 1420 and ESPN1420.com. Welcome back into the Great Scott Show. Hello, everybody. I'm Scott Prather. Norman Locke with me as he is every Thursday. Haven't yelled yet. Masters begins today. Norman, who's winning the Masters? Who's your pick? Mm, I don't know. There's no no Jack Nicholas in it. Jack Nicholas. (laughs) No Tiger, no Jack Nicholas. What about uh, Mother Race? What about Justin Thomas? That the young guy? There's a lot of young guys. He is, he's one of the younger guys. But who's the, 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 the? There's like a young stud though. There's like a. There's a couple. He's got good odds. He's under twenty one. Eleven to one. No, no, I don't. I don't. I don't know. I thought there was a young. There was a young stud out there. Don't go for the young guy. Brooks Kepka, twenty eight to one. I would. I might put down a couple there. Bryson DeChambeau, cool or a tool? I vote a tool. <laughs> I put that poll up yesterday on my own Twitter profile. I need to go keep an eye on that. Cool or a tool? That's, I mean, he is, is, he, is he cool or is he a tool? Let me see. What Here is the definition of a tool? Somebody that can be used? I've I, always wanted to know. You don't know They've been it, saying that in movies for the last you, 25 years. I've just never known. Like, he's a total tool. 62% uh, said a tool. 38% said cool. Is that a muscle head? Like, what is a tool? No, no, no. no. That a, it's not. That it's a not, jerk? I don't the the thing is I don't know how to explain it but because there there are many things someone could do where you'd be like this guy's a tool <laughs> but I I can't I I would have to give you like a hundred different no 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 hammer, <laughs> a hammer could be a compliment like dang man that guy's a hammer hammer like he's tough no a tool is just someone that's you just know it when you see it I really I can't I can't explain it any better than that it's just like Really, dude? Okay. Like, like when somebody walks into... So slang expression says a tool is someone who lacks the capacity to realize they're being used by someone else, a fool. A person no. might have low intelligence of self-esteem. Okay, that that might be... That might be a better example. Okay, then there's Urban Dictionary. Who I, I, I rock with Urban Dictionary. They say an individual who willingly changes his or her behavior for personal gain or profit. That's eh, I, I don't know the personal gain or they change it for something. Okay, but like I, it's there's I feel like you could read like so it's like a schmuck. Kinda. I, feel See, like I don't know what like, none of these. <laughs> I feel like you could read like fifty and they would be like. That's that's an example. That's a good example right there. Okay, what about a guy with a hugely overinflated ego? And, like, a guy could walk into a gym and, like, be wearing all of this gear and just, like, be looking at himself in the mirror the whole time. <laughs> like, way too much gear, like, and, and you'd just be like, all right, that dude's a tool. See, I'm trying to find a, the all right. So, someone whose ego far exceeds his talent, intelligence, or likability. Yes. Okay. <laughs> that's you know what? That's that's that's, that's good. The, okay. That's okay. good. All right. ESPN fourteen twenty two six nine ten seventy seven. Let's head to the phone line. Sport is on line one. I'm sure he has a good well, definition. Good morning, Sport. 
Yeah, so a tool is probably means you're about as cool as a boner at a swim meet. A boater at a swim meet? You said a boner at a swim meet. Oh, oh yeah. That's oh, no, cool that's not cool. That. <laughs> that's that sport's go-to line there. He likes to use that one. I, I, but sport, like, there are, I feel like there's just a tool if you, if you've, I've just grown up with that term. So like you just know yeah, it when just, you, you just I've know it, it when you see it. You're Schmuck. like, dude, look at look at this. Thing, dude. Like really, like really. Oh, gosh, I'm trying to think of like an athlete who's like would be like a tool. Odell Beckham. He's too. He's too famous. He's he's just no. A tool would be like Johnny the, Bravo. A, to, a tool would be the guy that like thinks he's Odell, but really is like fourth on the depth chart and like walks around and like talks like it like sup bro hmm. i play in the nfl hmm. who, who acts like like that? jamarcus russell had a, a a custom-made necklace of himself in a raiders jersey like before he played a game and would go out i guess because he wanted people to know he played like that's a tool move like he come on man he could, don't okay. don't do that okay i think I'm, i think I, I might be able to use it in my vernacular now <laughs> try it like tweet me next time you see an athlete. Be like, is that is that guy a tool? Like, maybe maybe so. A hammer. He's a wrench. Grayson Allen's a tool. He's I just, like Grayson Allen. He's a he's a tool. Everybody hates Grayson Allen. I really like Grayson. You Allen. just like him because he's a hater. Uh, I like him because he's scrappy. Okay. He's a tool because if he was just scrappy but didn't. He went act to the way he did. Because he went to Duke. It doesn't help. It doesn't help. But it's not just that he's – like, Bruce Bowen was scrappy and played dirty. But, like, he's not, he's not a tool. Grayson <laughs> Allen is like, he's dirty and scrappy, but it's I've like his I've never even heard Grayson Allen talk. It. Oh, man. Yeah, he's yeah. – He get busy. I guess he embraces it. Maybe he's not a tool because I do think there is – I feel like with Grayson Allen, at some point there's a self-realization. Like, I think he knows – what his public persona is and perception, and maybe he leans into it a little bit. A tool would have no concept of what the perception of them. Johnny is. Bravo, I think I've got it. You know Johnny Bravo? No. Who's Johnny Bravo? Google it. If you know who Johnny, I think I've found the definition for all the the younger folks out there. It's Johnny Bravo. Oh, you mean the cartoon? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Back from the nineties, I don't, I don't. You didn't uh, watch it, nah? I, I think, it. I think I found your, I think I found your definition because he's he he's all bravado, there's not no substance behind the bravado. There you go. You see the hairdo, mm-hmm. you see the chest. There's no, no substance. That's, it's that's, just that's it's all bravado. All right, I think we're figuring it out. Okay. I think that's good. I think we got it. Yeah, that's a tool. Johnny Bravo, a tool. Bryson DeChambeau is a tool. Who's that? So he is he is <laughs> a cool golf he's he's a golfer he's he's tied with Dustin Johnson for the best odds to win the Masters this year. Now he does things that, admittedly, are are kind of cool. So you might have seen a uh, you might have seen a video on your timeline this week of a golfer in a practice round quickly just ripping him with a driver like but like fast. Yeah, Vijay Singh was sitting like in the background he's just like, kind of looking. Bing, bing. Like just grabbing him, and he looked like he was trying to murder a golf ball. He looked like he was having some kind of like rage incident, and it's like, all right, I'll be honest. Everyone wishes they could do that with a golf ball, but he put on all this muscle mass and then started teasing like, I'm 
We'll break out a nuke driver uh, this week at the Masters. Like, check it out. Like <laughs> when he lost the Masters last time, that was your cool he went, s- snowboarder he voice. Went, he went and like got tested for COVID like twice. He's like, I think I think I'm sick. I need I need to get tested. Nope, you're fine. Then he got he got all these medical tests because something had to be wrong with him. There's no way he could have just lost. It's like, and all the tests were like, no man, you're you're good, you're fine. Like no, bro. Like he's not. He's not able to – a tool would never be able to laugh at himself. Okay. Ever, right? Like, Patrick Reed is the villain of the PGA Tour. Like, he's a guy that no one on the tour likes. Some think he's a cheater. They certainly think he bends the rules a lot. But I think cheat and bend the rules? But I think – oh, no, you can, easy. Well, not easy. He might get caught. But I think Patrick Reed, he's like – he's got – I mean, this isn't even funny. He's like estranged from his family. His wife is part of the reason why. Not his wife. His like his parents and his and like all this all this stuff about Patrick Reed. But I think there is a self awareness of Patrick Reed. Like he doesn't give a bleep. Like he knows. Yeah, whatever. Y'all don't like me. And like DeChambeau is like trying too hard to be. Brooks Kepko on the tours of tool. I'm like, no, he just doesn't care. Like he's like one of those dudes that was like such a great athlete. Got hurt in high school, picked up golf, doesn't play it year round, but still can win a major. Like that's not look at me, I'm cool. That's golf's cool and all, but like I also just want to go like fishing and drink beer and hang out. Like yeah. leave me be. And DeChambeau, like so with Kepka, his like nonchalant like whatever attitude, something is a tool. I think it's legit. He's really cool. If DeChambeau's trying to come across that way, it's an act. Like, now, no, you care. You care a lot. My bro. question with all golfers is I see some wear pants, some wear shorts. My question is for the guys that wear the pants. It's hot out there. It might be comfortable, but it's hot out there. And I, you, like you said, you got to, you got to, you know, there's some athleticism in golf. How are they getting this done in these pants? Every time I see these pants with these golf shoes and the hat and the polo tucked in, especially these old fat guys, that's that's the part that that messes with me with golf because I'm a firm believer of you look good, you play good, you feel good, and I just I just don't think those guys look good and they feel good. Obviously, like you were saying, the guy wasn't feeling good, he probably didn't look good, and that that helped in his poor play. I think that why do they wear pants? Well, most golfers wear pants, but you gotta you gotta got the mosquitoes. You gotta keep in mind, Norm. Nobody wants to see them these, old legs, huh? These no, most <laughs> of them wear pants, but these guys make an absurd amount of money. The best of the best yeah. make a ton of money. Their pants, like if you're worried that pants are going to keep you, they're not wearing pants like you and I have to wear where it's like, man, I'm hot in these. Like they could be wearing pants that are so, the thread is like so great that they don't even have to pay for it. A, a sponsor will, you know, whoever, you know, right, they're, right. they're, they're Nike, with. Nike, Adidas. You know, uh, Taylor made Callaway, any of these golfing, they'll just be like, here you go. We, you need to wear these for the tournament, and they might look baggy or hot. Now, if you're one of the like bottom feeders on the tour and you're just starting to get going, you might have to. You, know, you might be a little hot, but if you're one of these good golfers, like those pants Tiger wears, like if it's hot outside, he's not that hot in those pants. Those those are good thread <laughs> that like it might feel like all he's got on is his draws. See, because that's that's my thing with golf. Because I, I I I feel like it's. I, I, again, I want to big up to him because it is hard. It, you, got, it has, you have to be some hard, type of athlete. Hard is an understatement. But the style, I'm not feeling it. 
Not feeling it. I see. I I I I, I got to rock with the Jordan golf athletes out there. Wearing the wearing the Jordan golf. Not down with the style. Not down with the style. I can I can rock with some things that they wear, but I'm more of a. The, there are certain. I so said like I think I think for golf and tennis, if they want to. Tennis? Why are you wearing a sweater? Add some flavor. No, you well like they're 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 the biggest the biggest tournament in tennis is Wimbledon. Yeah. Biggest tournament in golf is the Masters, mm-hmm. and and. There's a big gap before there's number two. Both of those are so entrenched in tradition. Dresco, like a Wimbledon, you got to wear white. Yeah, yeah. Like like wrong. like Agassi back in the day, he really brought a lot of flair to the tour. And when it wasn't the, the you know when it wasn't the Wimbledon, I mean, he might be in a U.S. Open final wearing like what looked like jean shorts or you know like like <laughs> at the time was just bugle boys. You know, uh, early '90s, just like a crazy look, but it was like okay. Guy's got a little sizzle. He's got a little flair. It's a little different. Meanwhile, Sampras is like, you know, just I'll wear what you tell me to wear. I don't care. You know, more Yellow just polo, cardboard white. cutouts. That you know, oh, the, uh, Lacosta's got me. They'll just send me something to wear. I'm not thinking about it. I feel like golf and tennis. If they have some characters that want to be a little different, let the other majors. One of the other majors. You can't do it at. at the Masters or Wimbledon because their tradition is part of their lore, part of I guess what what makes it special. old people stuff. Yeah, but like they're never going to change because they don't <laughs> yes, have to. Yes. But some old of the other stuff. ones, you know, let 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 the 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 Open or or the French Open or whatever the U.S. Open be like. You know what, guys? And and some some do maybe have them like encourage like this year. Let's try something a little different. You know, do, you know, go. Go out there with it. Wear whatever you want. Have your own style and just go wild with it. It brings a little bit more, you know, others to the sport like you that are like, I don't, oh, he's wearing what? Oh, I might have to watch this guy. Don't know anything about the sport, but let me check it out. You know what I'm saying? He fresh. That's what I just, I'm, I'm saying. If he was, if he had a golfer, like, I'm like, man, he fresh. Let I me mean, see what he got on. Serena, Serena's, some of her outfits, which are normal now and certainly normal for her, like, like the one leg tight like thingy. No one in tennis was wearing that stuff yeah. back in the day. But now Serena does it. No one even questions. Like, oh, yeah, no, because she's go. she aerodynamic. She whatever, like you say, whatever they put on, it man. And golf, but tennis, whew, I give it to them. That that's that. They hey, I can't do it. There's something about it. for recreation. People that golf like a lot, not professionally, they just golf a lot. Seems like they just dress like they're going to the course every day. You could see somebody like you. You could go to the grocery store today, Norm, and there could be a guy. Well, Greg didn't. I mean, he, you know, he, he had his own stuff. You could go to the grocery store and you could see a guy wearing like a vest or a sweater tight, and you'd be like, the, like the belt, the like maybe a white belt, the like cat, whatever it is, some kind of shoes yeah, that have white in them. He's probably got like a tailor made hat or something that's like a golf hat. You're like hat. that dude. Well, no. Taylor Made is the name of a of a golfing. Oh, I'm about to say if you got a custom Taylor Made golfing hat, you that guy. I, I didn't mean it like that. <laughs> um, that's funny. You're like what? But Scott you, you Prather by Scott Prather hat. Taylor Made Golf Company, by the way. If you um you could see them out there, you'd be like, okay, that guy likes to golf a lot, maybe too much. Like he's he's dre- every spring he wears this like seven days a week. Yeah, yeah, no, because. Uh, Growing up, I, I in New Orleans, I stayed in a Puncher Train Park, and there's a there's the golf course right there. Was, I've never played golf there, but like you said, you see all the all the guys, everybody line up or start walking down the street to the park, or they they rent out their buggies, 
And every Tuesday, you see the same guys in their peach polo tucked into their white pants. You might have to flip <laughs> the, the collar. Shoes. He got with the collar flip. I, I, have you ever golfed? <laughs> yeah, I golfed before. I, I, I am not. I've went whipped. golfing with the Raging Cajun golf team. Oh, how did that go? It, it was beautiful. It was an, it was uh, I mean, a course you, in LSU. You golf though. I played around. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I would obviously. The only time I have to do it is like at like if it's like a a bachelor party or birthday. Or like we're doing a shotgun round, you know. So okay. you play in fours, and you there are teams in each group. Whoever has the best shot each time, that's the one that counts for the score. And I'm like, guys, I just yeah. See, me is just give like me a cold one. I'm gonna try to hack it, but like I don't. That's I, a wrap. That's I'll get, norm. I'll get into it for a few of the first holes, and I'll be like overconfident. Then I'm like. Yo, I'm walking back to the. I'm taking a nap. Like, See, yo, I'm. Yo, go ahead. I've I've learned go progressively watch. over over times and times because like you said, I, the, the tremendous athlete that I am, I, I, I want and tremendous I want. <laughs> I, I, I want to win. I want to compete, but I'm going against. It's like like you said. I'm like I'm going against the monsters. I was. It's not that good. I'm trying to I'm trying to hit the yeah, ball. Dude, you're playing with UL's team. I mean, like Theo's. They're good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they was really. I mean, good. What, and they're. Was, this is like 2017. What do you, what do you think really, you're going to just play with them and you and you yeah. hadn't played much golf before? I was filming. I was I was out there to film and I'm just like heck. Yeah, and I was just oh let me see I could do this. You can on, hit man. a lucky shot here and there, but if you play a round of golf, like you will be. I couldn't even hit the ball the first time. Of all the sports, I feel like if you got in on one kickoff in football, you might be able to get away with it where no one would be like, "What's that guy doing?" Maybe. <laughs> Maybe a few minutes on the basketball court. Maybe not. Maybe. In baseball, you could go in the outfield. Maybe you could have an at-bat where you just never swing, but everyone's like, oh, you just didn't see a good pitch. If you played like nine, if you played nine holes of golf, like with the pros, I feel like after the first swing, they'd be like, get him out of here. You would look more foolish just playing nine holes of golf than you would, you know, playing two downs of football in the NFL if you're not a professional. Now, see, and this this is what I get because we got into this yesterday. Okay, in football, I feel like I got 1,500 yards in me. No. That's career. You don't have anything. No, no, no. I got 1,500. Now, no. whether whether my career starts today and it, it's it's a one-year 1,500-yard <laughs> rushing year or it's 10 years from today and I played to – I'm 28 and 20. I've only – one hit and you're done. I got 1,500 yards. One hit and you're done. You remember that 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 video that went viral two weeks ago with Scalabrini? It's like it, pros versus Joes. You can be a retired pro and you're still just going to handle it, Joe. In football, no. I'm saying no. You're saying at five foot eight, a buck. I'm five ten. No, you're not. I'm no. five ten. <laughs> you're five ten, then I'm five nine and a half. Then you are five nine and a half because I'm five ten. In high tops, and I'm one ninety. You know, and and you would get wrecked. One hit, bro, it's done. No, your ribs would just be. You'd break. They got more NFL ribs players smaller. I am bigger yes. than the NFL players. Nor they got collegiate players that are that are smaller than me. I, you didn't say college, and you you didn't you tried to play at UL. You didn't play. Yeah, but that was that was that was you different. Fifteen hundred yards. That was different. I got now, you, now you're gonna go pro. See, because I needed a coach like what? Billy Napier to maximize my talents. Billy Napier is such a great coach. You'd be like, I don't think football is your strong suit, but <laughs> I love your heart. You'll be a scout teamer. Fifteen hundred uh, yards. And film us fifteen hundred yards running with the camera, following the team around all season. I feel it. like I get a scout. I feel like I get a Cajuns a good work. 
So have, now, so you went from million. so you just went from I could have been scout team in college to I could run fifteen hundred yards in the NFL. Yes, no, listen, NFL, I got fifteen hundred yards. NBA, I feel like I could average two points a game. One hit, you getting smoked. MLB, two points a game. Are you I can't hit no pitches. I can, I'm sorry, but outfield, I could catch a ball. Speaking of hitting a pitch, might be hitting a. Pitch off of an MLB pitcher might be You're the hardest thing to do. You're not in doing it. I think somebody just threw a 101 a couple of days it ago. Might, it might be even if it's a knuckleball or a curveball or a slider, or cha- any of them. You're just like, where did it go? What? Yeah, you're not hitting the it. best of the best when they miss a little bit of time. Can't just the best in the world can't just come right back. Correct. They have to go Correct. through the minors to get the speed back up to play. No, you get You're not hitting it. No, no, you you. You got a better chance of throwing a ball. But There's more chances you of you throwing a ball away 50 with yards. It if you just, like, didn't swing. You just got to, uh, Yeah, yeah. Like, that check there. swing maybe, or are you just, like, you know. And then you could get in the outfield. You swing you might, at the last one. But, no, no, just don't, don't, don't swing at all. Maybe you get hit. Lean into it. Oh, that would hurt. Oh, that hurt. I got hit. It I'm hurt. telling you, dude, you could, you could last an inning in baseball. There's a way to last maybe two, especially if they don't bat around the order. You can maybe last three innings. But in golf, man, shoot three holes at the Masters. It's no the best golfers in the world. One, one of them's going to have a horrendous day today, and they're already going to know. It doesn't matter what to do tomorrow. I'm not making the cut, and it's nothing compared to what an average Joe would do going up against the pros. No, average Joe probably can't get the. Can you, if you pull the average Joe, like I just off the street, probably couldn't hit the ball off the tee. No, one one that's never golfed before you. Yeah. No, yeah. I'm talking about somebody that just golfs casually that thinks they're good. Like you think you're good at like the old, like at the a, old, you from see, a professional. You saying I think I know I got 1500 yards. Now you see, talking you about was, playing in Madden. You talking about playing no, right, talking real life. In, in real life, I got 1500 yards. If listen, listen. All due respect. All due respect. Frank Gore ain't been doing much out here for the last three seasons. More than you do. I can do. That or less. You think you could do as much as a Hall of Famer? At the end of his Hall of Fame career, yes, or less. Even Reggie Bush's last season. See, I'm like, I can't see. When he rushed for negative one yard for the year, <laughs> he also had a touchdown that year. And he did more in that season than you would. Although I love Steve Gleason messing with his friend because he like tweeted out like that stat sheet from Bush. He's like, Reg, I didn't think I'd rush for more yards than you this year. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. ESPN1420 and .com. I'm, I'm mad Scott's down with my 1,500 yards. Two, six, nine, ten, seven. I don't think you can run for 15 yards. No, see, it's – oh, no, now, now, you, now, you, now you're asleep. In an NFL game? Oh, I got a, I got a good 30-yard run in me, but see, by that 31-yard, they got me. One, per, one, one hit from like a dominant defensive player, and it's – Good night. No, see, and that's that's. I'm I'm more afraid of getting tackled by a D lineman Mm -hmm. than one D lineman breaking through the middle, run stuffer, three hundred plus pounds just falling on your knee. See, it's not even the fall on me; just fall on top of me. That's the only. That's the. See, now you're dictating terms. Well, no, I'm saying no. That's a worse. But I'm just saying, if he just was like a regular tackle, he just falls on top of me. Like, get, get, get off of they're me. Trying, they're trying to hurt you. They're trying to hurt you. 1,500 yards. ESPN1420 and .com. Good morning. Good morning. No. 
Norman's the only one. Norman's the only Hall of Fame I know that's always say he could have. He didn't would have. <laughs> only one. I, I, I bet you one thing. I, I guarantee you one of these two coming up in that line. That's that's two stuff on that forum one time. He ain't gonna want no more of that smoke. Mm-mm. Guarantee you that. Done. Why are you gonna doubt me? Why you gonna doubt me? No more smoke. One Sue grab him and slam him down and play it off like you don't see him on the ground and stuff on him. Aaron, Aaron, Aaron Donald will come through there and, and poor Norm's face would just be Alvin Kamara is smaller than me. Are you are you seriously comparing yourself to I'm just to saying. Alvin you said I can't he's take a hit. He's not smaller than you. He is smaller than and me. And he's in better Best athletes in the Shape, world. yes. He's smaller than me. You said I was 5'8", 135. I know. I said 5'8", 160. Alvin. Alvin's one. No, Alvin. he's not. He's 5'8". No, he's not. I, talk, I got a picture with him. Alvin and Alvin are the same. I'm taller than him. No, you're not. No, you're not. What is he listed at? 5'10"? He's, 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 he's listed at 5'10". I'm 5'10". No, you're not. Alvin, I, I'll say Alvin's probably like... 210, all muscle. 215, all muscle. All right. Hide aside, let's let's, let's look at the more important thing. Maybe he's only an inch or two taller than you, but. He is not taller than me. 215 pounds. Who's taller, Drew Brees or Alvin? They're about the same height. Drew Brees. All right, all right, all right. right. See, I'm I'm six feet then. Oh, you're six feet. Drew Brees, six feet. You're you're not six feet. So you're ready for. So you're Drew ready for ain't six carries. feet either. Let's be real. What'd you say? No, I'm ready for 20 carries, you're saying. That's a lot, man. I told you I got 1,500 yards in my career. You trying to give him, you trying to trying to take up a 100-yard a, a game already? 20 carries? That's too many yeah. for me. They're going to pitch yeah, it out yeah, to him. Man. He's going to fumble it. Get Alvin Kamara don't get 20 carries a game. T- he gets over 20 touches. Yeah. He gets yeah, 20 touches. You're ready to go right carries. now and everything. You're the big, fast dog. Who said I was ready to go right now? You did. <laughs> this is ridiculous. Why are we even discussing this? This is just ridiculous. How many yards you got, Scott? This is ridic- Zero. I can't play in the NFL. <laughs> Zero. Could you play defense? Could you no, be a special team? I can't. No. I could run down. I want kickoff. Hopefully it's a touchback. And then I'm like, give me my game check. I'm out of here. I play in the NFL. But if they start returning and they start laying people out. Man, that that one game check getting you to cover the medical cost, man. Feel like I feel like I pull a hammy just running everything. down the field with my dad's speed. <laughs> we talked to him every day. Listen to him in the evening. I'll let him trick you. I'm Norm troll proof. He knows that. Yeah, yeah, Norm is slick. <laughs> Bye, y'all. I'm like Teflon when I'm in here with Norm. He tries to Brandon Marshall me. I just boom. No, allegedly. I'm looking for this picture, Alvin. I got a picture of Reggie I'm not, Bush, I'm, too. Okay, look, Alvin's not – I'm not suggesting Alvin's tall. No, see, I'm trying to give you my combine stats, and then may, hopefully you could, you could project like uh, the rest of these analysts from let's, just let's, the pro Let's day. talk about something in reality here. <laughs> the reality is you could go lay down a bet at a sports book on regular season wins next year, over-under. Tampa Bay is at 11 and a half. So if you think they could finish 12 and 5 or better or if you think they will finish 12 and 5 or better, make some money. Or if you think they'll finish 11 and 7 or worse, you can make some money depending on where you go with it. What that that is Tampa's. Now I don't have every teams in front of me right now. I'll be honest. What do you think the current line is for the Saints over under 2021? <sighs> I think it's since it's it's really hard to go five hundred now. 
I think it's it's seven. You think it's seven? I think it's seven games. So you think they're you think the the sports books would say they're going to be seven and ten? We think that's what most people will bet on. That's what seven I think. And 10. That's what I think. The number is nine. It's not bad. Seventeen games. It's not bad. Nine going nine and eight. That's funky. I it is. It's, it's that's why I say it's gonna, it's it's gonna be. I, I wrote about this two weeks ago um, on our website, ESPN1420.com. Got a lot of great stuff up there for you today. I was like, the hardest part of the seventeen game schedule is programming my mind for the win loss record. Yeah, like by far. You gotta go. You gotta go eight, and eight and seven? one. Like is ten and seven the new nine and seven, or is nine and eight now eight and eight, eight and nine? What what deems like? Eight and eight's just five hundred ball. Like okay, they're not good. They got in the playoffs. What about a nine and eight team? Is that suddenly going to be much better than a nine yes, and seven yes. team they got in? You won ten games, double digit wins, but you lost seven. Seven used to be like nine and seven. I mean, we can't take you serious. But a ten and, and seven one, team will win the Super Bowl at some point. Uh, how I look at it is, it's going into the future, setting up for what it's coming. 18-game schedule, you add an additional team, you divide the divisions back up, and then you got two bye weeks. odd number of teams? That's 33. You divide teams. And you divide, you got divide, you got divide the divisions back up. I think it might go back to uh No, if you had 33, then then you have then you have a team that has to have a bye week two every week of the season, though, because you have an odd number of two, teams. Two 18 games, you gotta have two bye weeks. I don't yeah. Odd numbers are weird. You had an odd number of teams for like three years when Cleveland came back, and it was weird. One division had six teams. It's coming, Scott. They trying you to had, put the. They trying had to teams do that the had one. Others that had like the Patriots won a Super Bowl in 01. Spygate, and one big factor in that was they were underdogs in the playoffs. The year before they had been bad, and I remember the NFL they would give like the bad teams the weird bye weeks. Like, Cincinnati was the worst team in the league at the time. Their bye week was week one. I'm like, that's wrong. <laughs> that's wrong. Give you an extra week to get ready. Cleveland's was like maybe week 17. New England's was week 16. So late in the season, they get a bye week in week 16. Then another team loses. So in week 17, they played, but, like, they were going to be the two seed. They got another bye week. They were at home. That was the tuck rule game. And then, like, they were the most rested Super Bowl team ever. It's one thing to uh, like get a one seed and like, okay, we got two weeks left in the season. We're, we can't rest for three. So you're weeks. saying Tom like they Brady, had to take her. It the wasn't greatest even a quarterback of of all time needed an extra rest in order to win a Super Bowl. Is, this, is that what you're saying? I think Scott? the 01 Patriots needed a number of things, including some video allegedly <laughs> of the team's practice. I think the 01 Patriots needed a lot of things to go their way. They were, this, this is a good segue in on the next topic, they were a two-touchdown betting underdog in that Super Bowl, which was in New Orleans. It was a great game. I mean, I remember it well. Uh, even though Pat Summerall's call is only the Super Bowl, Pat, Adam Vinatieri's kick is good, <laughs> and the Patriots have won the Super Bowl. <laughs> you know, it was a great thing to John Madden, the Patriots. That was your John Madden? What? That's about as good as I can do. <laughs> <laughs> Introduction. <laughs> John Madden. Boom. I do too, man. I do too. Seeing him talk about food on a broadcast. Man, what? Brings joy to my heart. So what are, what are some of the more surprising championship game finishes All right. of recent year? 
Hold that thought. We're going to give them to you next. We'll be right back after this. It's ESPN 1420, ESPN1420.com, and the ESPN1420 app. Harrison Paint is your locally owned Benjamin Moore retailer. They're the paint store for quality with brilliant and durable paints in a variety of sheens and thousands of colors. Harrison Paint is the store for service, offering one-on-one advice for contractors and homeowners. Always there to help with your painting projects on Cully Saloon and Lafayette on the corner in Bonaire in Youngsville. Find your color at Harrison Paint. Your locally owned Benjamin Moore retailer. Benjamin Moore. Paint like no other. It's time to replace the largest moving object in your home. Where do you go and what will it cost? Let Overhead Door Company of Lafayette take the stress out of buying a new garage door. Call 337-837-9226. Overhead Door Company of Lafayette carries CHI overhead doors. Known for their quality, dependability, and their beauty. They are made by craftsmen and installed by professionals at Overhead Door Company of Lafayette. CHI overhead doors. Lasting and beautiful. Available at Overhead Door Company of Lafayette. 337-837-9226. Call now. Got a project that requires equipment that you don't have? For the best possible equipment at competitive rates and customer service second to none. Rent it at OJ's Rent Hall Center. Count on OJ's for construction equipment like tractors, excavators, and aerial equipment including telescopic man lifts, extended reach forklifts, and scissor lifts. Got a project around the house? Maybe you need a power tool, painting or wallpapering tools, or something else. Check with OJ's Rent Hall Center first. We can and do-it-yourselfers. Rent any piece of equipment or tool on Saturday, return it by Monday at 9 a.m., and you pay for just one day. It's like getting an extra day free. Rent on Saturday, return by Monday morning at 9, and pay for just one day. Now that's a deal. OJ's Rent All Center, next to the post office off of Bertrand, and on the web at ojsrent-allcenter.com. Call 235-3310. 235-3310. We're open daily Monday through Saturday at 6.30 a.m. OJ's Rent All Center. If we don't have it, you you probably don't need it. If you're a first-time buyer, finding your first real home can feel like this. Hot property. Not going to last long. Multiple offers. 30 or fixed. We need earnest money. But a realtor has the expertise to strip away all of this on what really matters to you. You're going to love this place. Great neighborhood. School is walkable. It even has a huge yard so Henry can practice his penalty kicks. Finding the right place starts with you and a realtor with the expertise to make sure your voice is the only voice that matters. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. That's who we are. Confession time. I almost feel guilty about how much I just saved at Kohl's. Almost. The epic deals are so good, you'll feel like you're getting away with something. Like spring tees for less than 10 bucks, Sandals that me and my family will wear all season for $29.99 and under. And bedding is 40 to 60% off. I even got Kohl's cash, so I'm totally going back for those sunglasses I saw. Can't have fun in the sun without gray shades, am I right? Select styles ends April 11th. Some exclusions apply. See store or Kohl's.com for details. This is an Acadiana Job Alert, brought to you by Burner Fire Control. Burner Fire Control of Broussard has immediate full-time openings for offshore superintendents, fitters, riggers, welders, and crane operators. Burner offers top, top pay with benefits. Apply online at BurnerFire.com or in person at 1374 Petroleum Parkway. Burner Fire Control is now hiring. Apply in person or at BurnerFire.com. This has been an Acadiana Job Alert brought to you by Burner Fire Control, an equal opportunity employer. Here's a tip from Mr. Electric. Working for Mr. Electric for the last eight and a half years, I've learned about what to look for when hiring any type of service professional. Reviews are a fellow consumer's way of letting you know about their experiences with a particular company. Consistently good reviews are a great indicator of a company you want to do business with. Even a bad review can clue you into how a company responds to a complaint and which companies always try to do right by their customers. For more advice and tips from Mr. Electric, visit this Townsquare Media radio station's website. When looking for an electrician, Mr. Electric is a name you can trust. 
They have a code of values that ensure their technicians understand that respect, integrity, and customer focus are the foundations of who they are. They believe that safety is one of the pillars that keeps us standing. So they offer each of their customers a complimentary home safety check. And they understand that you want to feel safe in your home. So they background check and drug screen each of their employees before hiring. Call Mr. Electric. They'll help you take care of all your electrical needs. 451-2228. Tire is 100% committed to making every part of your experience with them hassle-free and pleasant. Whether it's tires, brakes, oil change, or scheduled maintenance, Delta World Tire's highest priority is serving you. If you're planning to travel this season, Delta World Tire is here to make sure your vehicle is road-ready. If the tire needs replacing, the oil needs changing, or any other scheduled maintenance, Delta World Tire will be with you every mile of the way. Doing nice things for people in the cars they drive with Delta World Tire. Your safety has always been priority one at GiveMeTheVin.com. At GiveMeTheVin.com, the transaction is online and over the phone. And then we pick up the vehicle with no direct contact and provide your check indirectly. Don't risk your safety with retailers or strangers. Just go to GiveMeTheVin.com, enter your VIN number and a picture or two, and get your best offer quickly and safely. Get your best bin and a check on the spot with GiveMeTheVin.com, America's best and safest car buyer. Sell us your car. GiveMeTheVin.com. So easy you can do it in your Hey sports fans, this is Louisiana Raging Cajun head basketball coach Bob Marlin, and you're listening to Acadiana's best sports leader, ESPN 1420 and ESPN1420.com. Scott Prather, the king of sports talk radio. If you want to crown them, then crown their The Great Scott Show on Sports Radio ESPN 1420. I will sit right down. Welcome back into the great Scott show. Scott Bray, the Norman Locke on a Thursday, listening to the ESPN 1420 live, listen, live player on your desktop or mobile device app, connect to cars and on smart speakers brought to you by champagne's market in the oil center. Champagne's going the extra mile. Your weather forecast today, mix of clouds and sun, warm, high of 83 tonight, mostly clear, low of 68. Cajun softball continued their win streak last night. Steve Peliquin will be traveling to Troy this weekend for a huge showdown. Troy is undefeated in Sunbelt play. Cajuns are undefeated in Sunbelt play. Cajuns have lost more players this week to injury. They are getting really beat up. I think this weekend determines who wins the Sunbelt this year. Steve will have more on that next hour on Beyond the Game. I thought that as you watched Monday night's national championship game play out, it was it was evident early on that Baylor was going to win. Baylor was, I mean, we covered it. They were better. They were more athletic. And I don't think there was no team that was beating Baylor money. No team. And that's not even a knock on Gonzaga. It's easy to go to the low-hanging fruit of West Coast Conference, yada, yada, yada. Gonzaga was great all season, and they ran into a better team, the best ran team. Into some, and they, some muscle hamsters. And that's they, what I call them. And they lost. Um, they lost. Baylor put that pressure Gonzaga on. Gonzaga was favored by four and a half. They hadn't lost. I think 
while some folks picked Baylor, the majority did not. I did. And I know you did, but you didn't have winning by 20-plus. For, for, for facts, didn't see that. Um, but I guess that's my point. Like, I felt like the outcome, not that Baylor won, but how the game played out Monday, if you had told someone beforehand this is the box score, you would have been surprised. I think it was a surprising game. National championship games, the Super Bowl. Mahomes was like 25-1 and one in games where, you know, they had a lead and, and you could look at all the numbers and go back and be like, man, like 25-1. and one and No, he was 25-1 and one as a starter. And they didn't even score a touchdown. Yeah. Tampa winning, 17-point lead in the fourth. You might have thought Tampa was going to win. You probably didn't think the game was going to play out the way that it did. Mm. So those are two championship games, Norm, that I think both were – surprising the way they played out. What comes to your mind in terms of, oh, man, I remember this championship game, and I was like, what? Villanova versus North Carolina, I want to say 2017. Chris Jenkins, game winner to win it all. To win it all. Uh, Emory Hunt, football game plan, dot, uh, dot com. You can check it out. Uh, Zarda Playbook. We just had left Villanova University to uh, – Check out their football players at their pro day. So I just was literally on a campus. The campus was buzzing because it was the the national championship game night. Everybody, the the entire town was had their Villy shirts on. Me and Emory go to this bar to, to eat and watch the game, and we we watched it with. They had some some UNC fans in there, and to be in the atmosphere with Villanova fans, I I, I just think that one's gonna always stick with me. I mean, they're great. Uh, they're, and then they're, it won on a, a last. Well, I think it was in 2016 they won, and then they or 2018. I don't remember. I think it was, I think it was they won. Well, years. they won both of those years. Yeah, but yeah. I don't remember. I think Jenkins shot was whatever UNC. It was, it was against UNC. It was against UNC. Um, this is what it sounded like. Three seconds to go across the timeline. Two seconds to go. Jenkins three right wing to win it. He made it. He made the three for the right wing at the buzzer. Cats win it all. Cats win it all. Cats win it all. 31 years later, Villanova is the king of college basketball once again. So that was in 2016. Yeah, see, you can't you can't let me hit a game-winning shot. I'm oh, oh, it's gonna be oh. oh. I wonder what that call sounded like in Russia. Момент. Да, ну поехали. Пять секунд на решение судьбы. Райан Арчидиакона. Хороший заслон. Крис Дженкинс на победу. Приносит Виланове победу в чемпионате. Фантастика! Какая концовка у национального финала. Да, сегодня действительно Виланова. Даже думать не надо. Победа была. Бросок был забит под сирену. И такого в национальном финале... I know the vodka was flowing in there. In Spanish, is th- those are my favorite calls. No, no, no. See, uh, Spanish calls are great when it's when it's when the goal is made. That that is that will forever be the best call. Well, I would say, shoot, that is not the soundbite I was hoping to get. <laughs> Here we go, Landon Donovan. 
World Cup, U.S., scores a goal in extra time in 2010. The O just rolls off their tongue. In 2010. This is Mario Cantor, um, who is not rooting for the U.S., is just calling a soccer game. You think this is a reminder of how big soccer is in other countries. No dog in the hunt. This is the excitement level. Se lo perdió Raifi. Y ahora de contragolpe Donovan. Se le va larga Donovan. La quiere por derecha Altidor. Al área viene. Y le cita por arquero. Donovan gol. Legend. Absolute legend. My Man, second to favorite. Breath? My second to favorite foreign call ever. Maybe my second to favorite call ever. Just incredible. That breath was legendary. And it seems like he was struggling, but he was like, I gotta take this breath. <laughs> I mean, he does it all the time, but that was the moment. It was, it's, you know, such a big. That goal, man. That goal is. Oh, the slide. <laughs> yeah. This is my favorite foreign call ever, by far, and nothing will ever top it. Deception. Matt Ryan. <laughs> oh my God! Wie eine Puppe gibt er den Stiffer ab und er fliegt auf den Boden. Hör doch mal auf. That is the call. the German laugh is spot on with all movies that have a German laugh. All I know is that. They were calling the game like any Saints fan watching. He was giggling. That was the funny like, was like <laughs> when I remember watching that that game was Thanksgiving night and uh Shy Tuttle UDFA that year rookie picks off Ryan in the stiff arm where he just throws him down. And like I just I started I was just like that. I just started like giggling uncontrolled. My wife's like, what like what what's the big deal? And then she watched the replay. She's she she got it or she goes I didn't know it was Matt Ryan. She's like, now it all makes sense. Yeah, no, this is that's that's hilarious. The giggle got me choked. ESPN fourteen twenty dot com. Getting back to the Villanova, you mentioned it. Villanova UNC. Here, here is what I was talking about earlier this week. Is it's funny you brought it up? Why is that shot not iconic? Why is that shot only five years ago not remembered by many sports fans? You could you could go find someone that's that that you know, Norm, in your life that you know is a sports fan and say, Hey, who had that shot for Villanova? 
to win the whole thing, not just like a game in the Elite Eight. Walk off 28-footer to win it all. I bet you they won't know who it was. Because Villanova isn't. Now they're becoming the powerhouse and household name, but still to some people in college basketball, Villanova, they don't count Villanova as a powerhouse. Even though they've been to like every, almost every NCAA tournament in the last however many years. But, uh, I say I think they've been to every one, not not twenty twenty. Well, well every tournament, but every how many tournament. Final Fours? That's uh, I think that's what time. They... I think they've been to five or six. Yeah, see, I, I think that's probably the Sweet Sixteen now, Final to, Four. They've been to three, like in the last like dozen years. Yeah, and I, and but they still don't want to call them a powerhouse, which is I, which I just don't understand. I think Some people just, don't even call Pella a, power, a powerhouse. No, right I, now. Yeah, well, they're not a blue blood. I think I think I think you're onto something. I think we were discussing it earlier this week. Part of it is the team. Because people Another, still call an- Kansas a powerhouse. The last time Kansas was really they're, good. They're a blue blood. But like the other part of it is the player. So if Jenkins, even if it was at Villanova, he's not playing anywhere. No. Like he's I don't know where he's doing. I wish him well. Yeah. He's I mean, what a moment. You got that forever. Yeah. But like if he had gone to the NBA and was a good player, an all-star, like I feel like you would see it a lot because March Madness loves to promote itself. You see that Leitner shot all the time. It's annoying. Leitner's one of the greatest college basketball players ever. It wasn't a championship. It was a Grant Hill through the pass. Leitner hit it. It was an Elite Eight game. They beat Kentucky. There's a guy crying on the side. The <laughs> fact that it was Leitner, the fact that it was Duke, you see it all the time. Chris Jenkins does it to win the whole thing, and you could have asked someone a year or two later, and they'd be like, I don't, what year was that? Who was that? I don't, I don't remember that one. It's like. Ah, dog. So for Shaq, who shoots it and who they play for, that determines it. Like MJ shots iconic. It wasn't a buzzer beater. No. I'm not talking about. I'm not talking about. Come on, college. Talking about college. It's just because it was MJ. Like someone else hits that shot for North Carolina. I don't even know if folks even talk about that run that much. But Michael Jordan I mean, did it. You see it outside the Superdome. They have a Champion Square moment. Great moments in sports history from the Superdome. They have that Jordan shot. It's like they put them ahead. And then the opponent went and turned the ball over, and James Worthy stole it, and the game ended. That shot's only iconic because Michael Jordan. And it wasn't even iconic at the time. It became iconic when he became an icon. Now, now reverse, Kimba Walker hitting hitting his shot in college to his pro career. And people, I hate to say it, people really don't like Kimba. And they, they like him more for his shot in college than his entire NBA career because he, he hasn't hit a shot to, to top it. And I, I know I, I'm hard on Kimba, and I call him a perennial loser. But I, I like you more for college than NBA. I'm sorry, Kimba. If he if he hadn't even made the NBA though, if he wasn't anyone, then you you wouldn't even see that shot. No, ever. yeah, I, 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 I thousand percent agree. Thousand it's just because oh, we know that name. Yeah, okay, I remember that now. I feel like Villanova and Chris Jenkins and, get a raw deal. They won the whole thing. And look at Melo. Melo when with Syracuse, they won the whole thing, and then he gets drafted, and then. You know, people, that's how Melo got really his claim to fame to, to challenge LeBron is from what he did in March Madness and being a good NBA player afterwards. Oh, yeah. Oh, look, Syracuse national title gets brought up all the time, but it's Bayheim and Melo. That's what people yeah, talk yeah, about. It's right. about Melo. Melo. That's you know, they don't talk about the fact that Kansas missed a ton of free throws in that game and, and Nick Collison and uh, Kirk Heinrich had really, <laughs> they were great college was, players, yeah, yeah. but like, 
off night, ton of missed free throws. Like, no one remembers that. It's just like, mellow, mellow. Right, right. but <laughs> what's the NCAA want to promote itself? What's March Madness want to promote? So it makes sense, but I kind of feel bad for this guy hitting one of the greatest shots ever, and he could say, hi, I'm Chris Jenkins. Do you play? No, it'd be like, oh, okay, Chris Jenkins. Was there an NFL player named that? Oh, yeah. What's your oh, daddy oh, name? You play, you play basketball too? Okay. You're a, you're a junior? You guys are pretty good, right? Didn't y'all like go to the final? We got time for one quick phone call as we wrap it up. Welcome into the show. Hello. I should go ahead and just hang up because uh, basically y'all kept me on hold for a while. That's what I was going to say. You ask the majority of sports fans, you walk around, hey, who's this jumping? They might bring up the uh, <laughs> I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to cuck you right before I answered the phone. I'm sorry. Um, but yes, I think most sports fans would, would reference, you know, the the former football player before they would say. But, but why not promote? Let's say this man. This who I don't know. You know, I don't know if this man has a degree from Villanova. Let's say he has a degree or something. Like, why not market that? You know, because what's the reality? It's not like it's 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 weird how you, know, you make you make a good point. It's weird how they do it. It's like. When the NCAA promotes players that went on to do great things in another medium, they'll they'll bring they'll they'll show you some you know athletes. Oh, remember this one? This this girl who played for Pitt or this soccer player that might have been good in their respect to sports, but weren't like. It's almost like they want to find people you don't know, right? And say, hey, look what you can do post career instead of people like Chris Jenkins, who you should. They remember, promote, but they just don't promote it ever. Like you said, they promote. They want to promote the one and done athlete. They don't. They don't promote the four year senior who got the college degree, goes on to be successful in life after playing collegiate <clears throat> basketball. They don't promote. You don't see. Well, those in stories. terms of basketball, ba- yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. But um, yeah, no, that's a good. When point, I was too. a kid, it was uh, Keith Smart. When I was a kid, man, and um, <laughs> over time, man, the only thing I remember Keith Smart from is like just being a head coach, just losing. That's the only thing I remember. I don't know. You remember? I, I'm sure you're familiar with that name. Oh, yeah. The guy that, yeah. And uh, also in New Orleans Superdome. It's crazy. Yeah, and the Superdome, right? was, the Superdome is, is home to some iconic spots, huh? No, I could be off, man. I don't know. I don't know if that Final Four is in the Superdome. I don't know. I could be off. But anyway, look, I'm taking too much of your time since uh, since you put me on hold. You probably knew. <laughs> you probably knew like, I knew. I know you, man. Scott, I know you. You were like, hey, I already know what he's going to call it. I, so I did not think you were going to bring up Chris Jenkins, the former full four-time Pro Bowl defensive tackle. Appreciate <laughs> Chris Jenkins. I'm sure that's how I know I'm going to say it. All right, thank you. Chris Jenkins, what I remember about him, aside from being a really good player that missed multiple seasons with injuries, is he hated Warren Sapp. Now, this is when Sapp, like, was in the league and, like, elite. Like, Hall, I mean, he's one of the greatest D-tackles ever. Jenkins was never as good as him, but he was really good at the time. <laughs> he would, like, there were press clippings of him. Like, if, if he was around today, Twitter, I think, would love and hate Chris Jenkins. But he said, I remember a quote he said in the mid-2000s about Warren Sapp. They were about to play uh, one another. I think it was when Sapp was me on the Raiders. He's like, I hate everything about him. I hate him as a man. I hate him as a person. He said, and I quote, I hate his soul. <laughs> like, that is like, I remember hearing that. I'm like, oh my God. This is like, this is, to say this is personal, like, you say you hate a man's soul. Like, good Lord. You did not get more do than that. To hate his and soul? like, you know, but back then it was just like, it was only a storyline that week between those two teams. And I was like, 
thinking about it recently. I'm like, if that happened today, if a player just tweeted that, it would be everywhere. The headlines would be everywhere. And all they you have to do is just type of, it on their phone. Souls. He was just saying it openly in the locker room and like talking all this trash. And it was just like nothing. Like, oh, yeah, I guess there maybe there's a brewing rivalry here. Like, no, I wouldn't call it a rivalry. I would say that it's he a little deeper than that. Soul. I hate everything about him. I hate him as a person. I hate him as a man. I hate his soul. Some hate. That's not even trash talk. That's just hate. No, that's hate. That's uh, yeah. No, that's serious disdain for somebody. All right, don't go anywhere. Steve Pelican is next. Will be on the game. That is Norman Locke. Catch him later today, three o'clock with Lynn. ESPN fourteen twenty and dot